Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer's looking at Billy Bones A pound no dick and a load West Ham Good morning or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9. It's the 15th episode of Season 9. I am George. I'm here with Sean once again. Hello, Sean. Good evening, good morning or good afternoon, George. I am here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. And it's the return of... Back by special request. The jingle. (laughs) Hello, Nigel. I'm in my kitchen. Oh. <laughs> oh, I couldn't get to the shed tonight. It was just like the rushing from work when it gets set up. Yeah. Saying so that if I knew about the delay, you know, from other people, I might have took the time to go <laughs> to the shed. <laughs> oh, dear. I, we, I had to, we had to dig that out because Sean said you had a special request for that jingle, didn't you, Sean? We uh, did, yeah, about yeah. two weeks ago. And one of our listeners, and I should remember who it was on Facebook, sent us the link to where the uh, the jingle was. And in fact, another one of our listeners also said, why aren't you using our, my um, Facebook Twitter question time that I spent hours creating? So more of that later. More of that later. Uh, we're playing the jingles because we all need cheering up a bit. West Ham lost again at home to Newcastle United. Three goals to two. John, Nigel and myself, we were all there. Sean, did you watch the game? I watched the game on television from uh, the safety of my own flat. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I probably got the better part of the deal, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'll start because we were there. And I'm going to start by saying that was one of the worst first half performances I've ever seen. 
from a West Ham team. We were looked all over the place. Um, I can't really remember many clear-cut chances for us. And I remember at least another three for Newcastle, including one hit in the bar. Um, does anyone else see that first half differently or am I being a bit overdramatic? John, what do you think? Well, as it was our first game there this season, wasn't it? So we, yeah. I, we've Had you missed watched... it? Um, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I, I like this. I like going, but it's just, it just, yeah, it's just reminded me why I gave it all up. Um, we've obviously watched all the games and, you know, when you watch it on telly, you see some, you don't see so much of what's going on all around. Having sat in there, when you watch it live and you see what else is going on on the pitch, that first half was atrocious. I really didn't realise we were that bad. I mean, we've had some poor results and some poor performances since we beat Man United. But I honestly didn't think we were that bad until I see it from my own eyes. So, yeah, it was pretty awful. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, you just seem to lack any kind of creativity or decisiveness or flair. And we're just very poor at defending. And, and I don't really know why he decided to start Zabaleta yeah. knowing knowing who their left winger is. I mean, I'd, I'd heard of him, but I hadn't seen him play this season. And he's quite fast and quite strong. And he's up against 34 or 5-year-old Zabaleta. I'm talking about... Saint Maxime or whatever his name, Alan Saint Alan Maxime, with his headband, uh, with his with his bandana on. Um, so yeah, I think that's just a very strange decision, and he kind of he was the one who got through on goal twice. Any any ball went over the top, he was almost certain to get on the end of it and beat the fullback to it, Zabaleta. Yeah, we just so looked, a strange decision there. We looked like we'd never played together. It looked like a lot of strangers on the pitch. It was. Very poor round. Um, obviously, the keeper made a mistake for the goal. He came out in the middle of nowhere. And I did watch that back, George. I don't think he caught him. You know, we said... Yeah, did no, I didn't. I didn't think he did in the... You said he no, did. No, I said he did, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he, he did. did. No, I and I watched it back on Match of the Day and I thought he did. I don't think he did when I watched it on he, Match of the Day. He, he didn't really him. show it. He, he did clip him. Yeah... Well, at the time, I didn't think he had. But the keeper was in the middle of nowhere and he made a mistake for the goal. But it's not the keeper. Um, what I'm going to say is it, all that performance ain't down to the keeper. He saved us twice on one-on-ones. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. So, you know, he wasn't great. Yeah, but the thing is with the one-on-ones, it, you should you could argue that he should have finished them. And, you know, they were almost almost right at him. He didn't really... He pull off a world he saved. Well, he did what he? a keeper needs to do. He came out, closed the angle, made himself big, and he done what he needed to do. I think know. it just, you know, it completely flapped at the second goal. Completely flapped. Yeah, oh, God knows what he was doing. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Nigel, you were also there. I was. Your view a little bit higher up than us. What did you make of it from out there? I only missed the first 55 seconds. You know, you walk in and you think, oh, I wish I'd missed a bit more. Um, <laughs> it, it was very lethargic. Um, when you look at Sam Maxing and his pace, and twice he broke way, fortunately for us, 
the bloke can't score. So he's got pace to burn, but he, he can't do anything with the final ball. I don't know if you saw that it, both times one of the players or one of the first players back was Anderson. So I chased him yeah. all the way back twice. Yet I can't think of anything of note Anderson did. And yet it, it wasn't until... Not going the other no, way, that's no. what I'm saying. It wasn't until I watched it back on, on Match of the Day that I, I noticed that Anderson was sprinting back to try and catch him up. Um, for me, we was watching it with, with um, my nephew and Charlie. And you look at it, we, we've got we've got a big lack of pace through the middle of our team with no ball and rice. And I think when we lose the creativity, which we seem to have lost in, in our ability to play, the, the, the lack of pace really embarrasses us, I think, at times, because it enables them to get men back if we ever nick the ball and do whatever. We're just... I don't know, as you say, I don't, I won't criticise Pellegrini for playing um, Zabaleta because Zabaleta is a great defender. But obviously, I don't know, they, they worked this out. You know, they don't know the team really till two o'clock today, Newcastle in advance. So I don't think they've managed to, they wouldn't have thought Zabaleta was going to be playing. I know, but from two o'clock onwards, they would have been rubbing their hands together, surely. Well, it, it did seem that they deliberately targeted our right I mean, every side. Time, yeah. Every time John Joe Shelby got the ball, he was just looking up, tip, tipping it over yeah. the top to the. To oh, the for me, winger. he was the main man. For, yeah, he played very well. You know, didn't John he? Joe Shelby. He he, he 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 had a name. West Ham fan, Romford Ball. Yeah, his dad used to work at, as a, as a coach at the club. Yeah, Steve Bruce said post match, I started John Joe Shelby because he hadn't started since um, September because he's a West Ham fan. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, right. well, it it would have worked, wouldn't it? It did work. He was obviously clearly up for it. We gave him a yep. bit of stick. He had a laugh with us, and then he came when he scored. He ran right down the other end, put his hands to his ears where we were, where the chance about Voldemort and that had been coming from, mm. and uh, he got his own back. I mean, as you say, that first half, we were lucky not to be five, Dan, let alone only yeah. two. Um, the start of the second half, I missed the third goal. I was walking up the stairs to be met by a wall of people coming down. And a bloke went to me, I wouldn't bother going in there, mate. They've got another one. It was like, we walk out and you see it's 3 nil. You think, well... Jesus Christ, and people were starting to pour out. You know, which I think... We, we, we've we got a free goal rule, but given we had guests from across the yeah, pond, it's still a, it was bit, a bit unfair to leave. You know, it's now. still a bit early. <laughs> I've always said that. With West Ham, though, we have got the ability. If we get one, we can get two. If we get two, we can get three. And Newcastle get that. I've got that fragility at the back, as we did prove. You know, while I did have a joke with you after the game, you know, we did win the second half. So we did get a reaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if we could have perhaps performed a bit like that, but man and match for us, Robert Snodgrass again. And again, oh, I don't know. You, you look at it, I think sometimes perhaps having Anderson, Lanzini, I don't know, is it one too many fancy damn players? He didn't start Lanzini, no. did he? 
And when he came on, he made no, no yeah. impact. There's been videos flying around on Twitter of him just walking around. Got his it just seems to me. Yeah, it just seems to me they, they all were just not interested. It looked really bad. So you, know, you give you take into account the teams that we haven't got points off in this last run, and then the teams we've got coming our way. It's not looking I mean, good. If things, if things don't change drastically, we're in for a really long hard season. Let alone pushing I, did, for I, Europe. I don't know, yeah. and I think the reason why I, I still look upwards rather than downwards, I think, is because everybody is beating everybody. I mean, it was, you know, we were five minutes away at the weekend from having Man City and Liverpool both losing the lower league team, lower half teams. You know, so, you know, look at Southampton, 9-0 at home and were unlucky to lose 2-1 to Man City. So there's that ability there. I think what it shows is, is our money has equaled this league out outside of perhaps the big teams. Yeah, well, that that yeah, that's always going to happen, wouldn't it? You know, everyone's everyone's shopping in the same pool yeah. as the next level player, aren't they? But what the high level by, by having that, by everyone having the money, yeah. actually, you got to do something else to get the so-called next level. Now, yeah, in, Brendan <laughs> Regis. Oh, Brendan Regis. Oh, what? Brendan Regis. Regis. It's, it's Brendan Rogers' oh, brother, right. Regis. Well. But I mean, Shelby's come out and said that they trained, to, you know, they trained the way they played, yeah. knowing full well that Pellegrini's team would yeah. play the way it did. Shelby actually said, "We knew he'd set up with a high line. We practiced all week, and our training came off. So basically, they they did their research. They know the way Pellegrini plays, the way he sets up, and and yeah, and it he gloated afterwards. You're right, John. He gloated afterwards in his post match, saying, "Thank you, you know." And he got he got a goal and and set one up, didn't he? The West well, Ham fan I think he set it. two up and he hit the crossbar. All the more. So yeah, yeah. I, what we that have seemed to stop doing is pressing. That's what we seem to stop doing. We don't seem to do that high press mm. that seems to be the modern way. So we, there's a lot of players when we lose the ball further forward, they just seem happy to walk back. Yep. Sean, do you see any different from your, uh, your well flat? Uh, look, before before the game, I wrote a blog called "No Better Time to Lose Against um, Newcastle." I said they're on they're one po- one point off relegation. They're in seventeenth place. The uh, the Magpie fans hate Steve Bruce. They want him gone. They hate Mike Ashley more than Nigel hates Airbald. And they're in free fall. Enter West Ham. And I wrote 24 hours before the game, I expect us to lose. I expect to, I, The one bit I got wrong is I thought Andy Carroll would come in and score an injury time to win it for them. Um, but like you, um, and I wrote afterwards, it made Newcastle look like Barcelona. I've got a really... I know someone at work who's our security guard called Dave, and he's a he's a Geordie, massive Newcastle fan. We had a one pound bet. Geordie Dave, Geordie Dave, and yeah. I had to, I had to give him a pound this morning. He, he felt sorry for me. He tried to give it back. I said, "Sorry," he said, "I can't believe it." I'm, you know, you made us look like Barcelona, uh, and we did. 
I think one of you said four or five nil. Um, look, Roberto is not a Premier League goalkeeper. Uh, that is for sure now. You know, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Whether we say that or not, it's not going to make any difference. He can't get any worse than he is at the moment. Um, we took a gamble on Fabianski, and it didn't pay off. You know, that he was going to keep fit. Um, starting Zabaleta, I don't know. I, again, sticking with the, the same team. In Pellegrini, we still trust, but sticking in the same team um, was a brave mood, and it, it didn't pay off. Uh, and the first half was probably the worst I've ever seen West Ham. Um, stat attack, West Ham had 70% of the possession, believe it or not. Obviously, the Newcastle having 30. We had 16 shots, six on target. They had 12 shots, nine on target. Maybe they're a little bit more clinical. That's why they won 3-2, maybe. Man of the match for me, like one of you said, was Snoddy. In our Claret and Hugh poll, uh, players ratings, he was the only player to get a six, getting the man of the match for the second week's running. Every other player got four or under. And just to call some of them out, um, Noble, for the first time, got under a four score. Rice got only four on the, on the dot, which is the worst performance of his ratings. Zabaleta and Ajeti got like 3.7. So, it, look, it's easy to blame the manager, but each one of those players has got to stand up. And we can't just have a late rush, you know. 3-2, great, but it's still a, a loss is a loss. No win in five games now. Um, we're just as far away from the bottom as we are from, from fifth place. So we've got to dig in. Calling for the manager is not head is not going to help us. But but like one of you said... Well, stop um, putting stuff up on your websites then, what you're doing. Oh, what are you talking about? Look, look, do you know, look, Everton, I think one of you said that other clubs, Everton out the, have lost all sec. <laughs> they've only won one game out of the last six. They've lost the others. Uh, sorry, they got a draw, obviously, at the weekend. But it was us. We're the only team they beat. Um, Spurs, by the way, are without an away win in 12 Premier League games. The last time they won was against Fulham in January 2019. I'm Guess who's dispu- there playing I'm next not, I'm not disputing that. What, I'm, what I'm, my comment was is that your site is starting to trip feed all the negative stuff about the manager. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, if you've it's... read it today, United, the board United against uh, behind Manuel Pellegrini, they believe that a uh, senior source told us today, they believe he will turn it around him and his squad. They have got confidence in him. They've got so confidence what, what, in his squad. Where do you think the headlines like, but I, I mean, I don't read any of your stuff because it oh. drives me nuts. But when you see the headline of board worry over signings, do you think that's a positive? Well, that was my story, I don't think. What, what was it about, John? I've got no idea, but it's obviously a, a, a slight dig look, at the manager's signings. Look, may, maybe the manager's not culpable, but but maybe Mario Husilius is. You know, it hasn't worked out with Pablo Fornells. 25 million. Uh, he, he, he's not looking like a 25 million player at the moment. Um, Roberto is looking like a, <laughs> a, poor, a poor buy. And Alaire is not looking very good at the moment as well. Look, I know you're playing puppet on a string. Uh, well, <laughs> thank I'll, you, Nigel. I'm sure that's you. I, I'll shut I'll up just, now. I mean, at the end of it all, 
Yeah, you are. No, we're stuck with him. We're not changing. We're not... You're as culpable as anyone of your sight and the stuff he puts out there of causing grief for managers at this football club. Oh, do you know what? I don't think Pellegrini gives an absolute an absolute toss about what you know. You could say the same about everybody who booed him um, when he made the substitutions at, at the stadium. I think it's water off a duck's back to Pellegrini. The bloke shows no emotion at all. Never alone on the side but, but at that's training, his personality, isn't with, it? in front of but the cameras. Nothing seems to phase him. Yeah, it is. So I don't think whether I write a web, whether I write a run a poll or do anything on on a website is going to bother him in the least. If I'm not going to bother you. him, but what it does, it engenders a feeling amongst the fan base and can start this negativity towards the manager. I'm behind the manager hundred percent. I'm not a flip flop well, fan. You are probably today, unless you get told differently tomorrow. No, and that's no, the trouble. I'm completely behind the manager. I've right. always been behind the manager. Okay. <laughs> All right. But bad day at the office. And, uh, you know, onwards and upwards, Burnley away, which will be hard. And, and then, of course, we've got Spurs away. Sorry, s- s- away for them, but it's it's a home for us. And then we've got <laughs> Chelsea uh, away. We've got Arsenal away and Wolves somewhere in, in between. So, so a nice, easy run then. A nice, no, easy run. Is, yeah. is Arsenal away or is Arsenal at home? Arsenal's at home. Yeah, Wolves Arsenal's away at- is a midweek game, December the 4th. Yeah, so it takes got, us up to about December the 9th, but yeah, you know, there's Burnley 15 away, points. There. I don't see us getting more than five points out of those 15. Well, that's what well, I was saying. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a relegation form, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what I was saying earlier about yes. the teams that we haven't got any points off up to date now. It's going to come back and really bite us on the arse. Yeah, we're still above Tottenham, though. That's <laughs> we're 12th place on 13 points, but at least Tottenham have only got 12. Well, and Everton have got 10 and they're in 17th place. So there are some small mercies. So if you're, if you're saying that you're back in the manager and your site isn't starting its undermining no, its manager not. mode as yeah. it has done in the past, whose fault was it, Sean? Um, I think it's a perfect storm, if I'm honest with you. I think it's a perfect storm of, as we said, these results are going weird that maybe, let's blame VAR, um, let's blame uh, a, a, a How closeness. How is VAR to blame for the weekend? I don't know. I'm just making this shit up. Let's blame oh, okay. VAR, <laughs> solar eclipse, the planets aligning. Listen, listen, on, on this podcast, you can't make shit up. You're not writing for Claret and you. You're on a podcast. When you make shit up, that's what you write. Let's go with facts. Oh, well, uh, the facts are we're not playing as a team. Like John said, we're just not playing as a team, are we? It, it, it sometimes seems that we're... It must be confidence. It can't be anything else what because about, we know that f- those people have got the ability. And what it can't just facts? be... What about the facts that we sold every striker we had at the football ground, yeah, in the football club? We, we, we saved a fortune on wages and had a net spend of 25 million in the summer. It was more than expect, 25 million. And expected an improvement. Well, do you know what, though? No one's complaining when we spent uh, £45 million on Allaire. We thought that we'd, we'd, you know, when he started banging them in a few at the beginning of the season, we thought we'd got a right bargain. We got a 20, 30 goal a year striker. Um, 
and we thought even oh, I you agree. know I agree I thought that as well when a Yeti we thought was a bargain at eight million as well but you know from that, that. I, I, no one said that no I one knew who he was oh yeah I think the Guardian did um <laughs> so, <laughs> and the Express. Yeah, well, West Ham fan base is well known for reading the Guardian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, look, we didn't moan. I mean, apart from maybe talking about not investing in backup keepers, we'll be really talking about this back in, in the summer. Now, even people now are turning on Pellegrini going, well, the board appointed him, it's his problem. Like Pellegrini's become a bad manager overnight. Well, I've I've seen people. Pochettino's got worse than us. Are people saying Pochettino is a bad manager now? For, no, for I've Spurs? seen people saying you can't blame him when he's dealing with what he's been. You know, he's he's made savings at the club. He's saved seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. pound a week wages. You, you can't know, he's, keep he's, on putting. You can't look if if anyone thought that they were going to put ninety million pound in net spend every single summer you're in cloud cuckoo land because and and Nigel usually agrees with me on this it has to be sustainable right and 25 million I don't think it was by the way I'm told it was over 25 million net spend let's call it 30 to round it up is what was sustainable so you spend within your means you don't spend more than that's that's why Barry but go about, out of but when you're in this business. competitive league the way Nigel was saying earlier about how everyone's got the money now and everyone's competing all that gives you is treading water doesn't it yeah and then it, it does. brings you it brings you all the way back round to and why the fuck did we leave Upton Park oh language well, Sorry, I, I, rather but, than but, talking about why we left Upton Park because I don't well, want to get into that. Bob, what, the whole, yeah, but the whole right? thing comes back round, doesn't it? It brings Look, you back it, round. Water to, under the bridge, John. If we were just going to tread water in this league, what was the point? And do everything that we do. What was the point of all of that? To just we could have done that where we were, and it would. I mean, I would have still had a season ticket. I would have still been enjoying my football. All right. So, so it's it's crying over spilt milk. I'm I'm not saying I don't miss the bowling ground because I do, and. There are parts, you know, when we talked last week about um, Sheffield United fans seeing it for the first time, a lot of those things came back. You know, it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But let's talk about the here and now. The here and now is we spent £8 million a year on Manuel Pellegrini to take us to the next level. We spent £2 million on his backroom staff, £1 million of which went to Husilius, who's, who's supposed to be our director of football. And we spent something like £140 million in transfers since Pellegrini's ha- uh, come here. If that just means we're going to stand still, what's the point? You might as well get a, a David Moyes or, or a Slaven Bilic and keep you from, you know, keep your mid-table obscurity and say, just keep us in the, in the league, you know, and forget all these fancy dreams of top six. I'm not saying this against Pellegrini, by the way. I think Pellegrini will see out the next 20 months of his contract. I do not expect him to get a renewal on his contract. Either he don't won't want to do it or we won't want to do it. But I think it's the last time we spend £8 million a year on, yeah, on I, a manager. I, I mean, I think the one thing that goes against... The only thing for me that, that will go against Pellegrini 
is his wage packet. I think the football last season, and even at the start of this season, was infinitely better than what we'd seen in the previous two seasons at that stadium. So the football was an improvement. Now, that's what I want. <clears throat> now, obviously, the last you know four or five games, we haven't, you know, we've slid backwards, you could say, but how many times in 40-odd years of watching West Ham can I turn around and go, well, we've done that, we've done that, we've done that, time and time again. The, the, the only disappointment is, is that when we appoint Pellegrini, a man of his pedigree, you hope he's going to be the one to change us, when actually perhaps the club has changed Pellegrini. Pellegrini now joins the ranks of just another West Ham manager. Really, something I, I don't get that from club, him. There's something about this club that has the ability to. When we get these players that come in, really top players, and you think, oh, they can change us, but they don't. They become a West Ham player. Well, they do, and then want to leave. Well, yeah, that's and that's the problem, and and that's another problem. Let's get this right. I said it before. Say so it again. If these players were world class players and worthy of taking this club into the top six and staying now they wouldn't be playing for us they'd be playing for other teams mm-hmm. now at the end of the day you have got to cut your cloth accordingly you've got to get the best out of the transfer market you can that comes from scouting we've, we thought we'd improve the scouting network with Hasulios and everything that they brought in for whatever reason it did gel now it don't gel for me too many people are looking to point the finger Shit happens sometimes, and at the moment, yeah. it's if there's one person who needs to be the scapegoat, it needs to be Husilius. Why does got? Why has there got to be a scapegoat? Because that's the game we're in. No, the game we're in is watching a football club. We're not guaranteed. You don't turn up and think, "Oh, we're going to win, lose." You know, we're going to win today. You might turn up and think we're going to lose, <laughs> and that's generally that's, that's <laughs> no. I don't go there and think, "Oh, we're going to win today." Uh, Don't I, you? Well, I did against Crystal Palace. I must admit, I was overconfident. <laughs> but that's generally it. You know, I could easily argue that before the game, that Newcastle would perhaps have could could easily get a point. You don't expect the performance at home that we gave him. I expect that performance away from home, not at home. But if the thing is, Nigel, it all goes back to what you've said in the past. The worst thing they could ever do is keep West Ham the same. Yeah. And that's what we are. We're the same old West Ham. Yeah. So the, all, the whole thing that's gone on in the last four or five years is just pointless. But as we are, just the same old West Ham. And, that's the, and, and this is when it comes back to when everybody says, oh, what's got to change? And I'll point out the one thing that has to change is the ownership because this is a stick that we'd be brought out to beat them with because they move every us time, yeah. on on the back of lies. And that excuse can't be levelled when new owners take over. Whether they're Arab billionaires, American billionaires, or you know, pie mash, you know, owners <laughs> won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is what will happen. Once we get new owners, I think the fan base can start to heal. Until that happens, it ain't. Because they will play the games that they play, use the people that they use to play them games, and the fans will be forever in the middle, tearing chunks out of each other on social media after a bad defeat or a bad run. 
It's the same pattern. It's the same people. We win four games. The bald lovers are pointing the finger at us going, look at you lot. You don't know what you're talking about. You lose four games. The anti-bald brigade come out, point the fingers at the bald lovers and goes, look at you, you arse lickers. Yeah, this and is- then you get all the, you get all the stadium lovers yeah. saying saying look the atmosphere is it's not the stadium it's the fans yeah. the fans need to make the atmosphere and then you get the likes of me saying well most of the people around us that were going regularly and regularly don't like it anymore and half of us aren't going. Do you know that I think so that, that's where the atmosphere I've changed gone. my mind on the stadium and I think I know Ooh. what the problem is. Oh. Oh. I watched oh. I, I watched. Um, I've, I've looked recently at a couple of other Olympic stadiums, football, and the atmosphere and, and the way they do it. And and you get grounds, and people point out, at Rome, you can get a cracking atmosphere. At Berlin, you get a fantastic atmosphere. When you look at those grounds, the seating is together, so the fans can be as one, up and down, in one tier almost mm-hmm. or they're connected the, gap between the problem is the gaps yeah. until those <laughs> gaps are, are finished or done away with I think we're always going to have this problem of disconnect within the stadium that is what and I've sh- seen a lot of away fans comment on actually yeah. that gap between and, them at the top of the bottom just stops them from creating any atmosphere well that's the f- alright we'll get that sorted then and that, yes. that's, that's so everyone they're happy they're going to straighten <laughs> it out but when they straighten that out that's just going to create a gap behind we just hang on John I'll get some 4B2 4B2 right. and a skip. fish bosh little little, little bit of that um, racist malarkey look Ugh, dear, um, dear. 4B2 little bit of plasterboard little bit of claret and blue paint and we filled the gaps and then put some I don't know bleachers benches on to like fill the gaps with people on bleachers benches you're done will you d- do us a quote John <laughs> yeah I will <laughs> anyway for those who don't know John runs a building company uh, is available for all reasonable quotes in Surrey that is sorry sorry <laughs> That is the Newcastle game very much dissected, in my opinion. Yes. Sean, do you have any other points you want George. to raise on this evening's recording? Nigel and John, the same question goes to you. Uh, the only thing I'm going to talk about is um, I've uh, we, we talked about um, before on the show in the summer uh, a chap called Ben Smith who... who was surprised with a cabin. It was a uh, a young West Ham super fan who, who had Down syndrome. Unfortunately, um, I got contact by the club to say he'd passed away last week um, or, or two weeks ago. Um, and I just thought it would be a fitting tribute and I've got other sites to join in. And a lot of, um, more than just the podcast listeners, thank you for those who've given as well, have given money. Uh, we, we've just asked for five pounds. Uh, we've we've created. We've now got an order. I asked for two hundred and fifty pounds for a reef. Got seven hundred and eighty pounds so far. Uh, we've ordered a reef for two hundred and ninety-five pound. That's going to be on his West Ham coffin. He's. Uh, we've also ordered a champion stone um, to remember him permanently at London Stadium. And any other money receiver currently at seven hundred and eighty will go to the the family to help with the funeral because they're buying a West Ham coffin and they're going to have bubble machines. Everyone's going to be dressed in West Ham shirts, uh, the pallbearers and all, all the other mourners. And all those shirts have been donated by the club. So it's a very sad tale. 
Um, but if you, the link is on our Facebook group. And if you want to give any money, we're just asking for five from each person. Uh, that will go um, to, to give Ben a really good send-off. Um, thanks for giving me this opportunity to share that story, George. No problem. Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Nigel, anything you want to bring up before we head into your time to shine? Um... I actually, super well, no, super. No, I don't want to bring that up. Uh, one thing I will add, I don't know if any of your views have seen Amazon United have complained to UEFA. <laughs> UEFA, yeah. That, that the club are refusing to talk to them. I got an email. Yeah. And the FA and, in, and the members yeah. of parliament. And how, Sean, how is your status with the supporters board? Is that, and you, Nigel, have you got any more dealings with them? Um, well, well Sean's resigned, resigned but, but apparently I think I'm still a member of the ticketing subgroup. So if they meet again, as as a, a, a email update did say, right. would I get an invite? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you would. Yeah, I'm not sure I would attend. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think the ticketing subgroup actually achieved all it could achieve, realistically. Mm. Um, there's some few extra bits it can achieve, which I'm not going to talk about on this podcast, but there's some, you know, I want to leave a legacy there. <laughs> well, it is on the ticketing you part. You want to leave a legacy. ticketing, yeah. That You've left the legacy, move- Sean. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've I've had it up to here with supporters groups now. So what we need uh, is another committee. I haven't got any time. For- yeah, why don't we create the uh, more than just a podcast supporters committee. group committee? Because life's too short. That's why we won't. Yeah. So what's happened anyway yeah. with this Hammers United thing? I don't. I've never heard of that. They've written you to UEFA. And why do UEFA to complain that they haven't got a seat at the table? And they wrote to why do UEFA care? No, exactly. <laughs> why would UEFA care? Um, I don't know. Mm. There you go. I don't know. All right, well, then we go to Facebook for the question time, shall we? Excellent. Yeah, can't wait. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There you go. There is our uh, jingle created for us by whom, Sean? Uh, now you're asking. So, um, oh, where's the message group? Because, um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Because uh, he actually said to me, "Why aren't you using the jingle I made you?" And I said, "Because George doesn't like that one. Um, <laughs> he likes another one." <laughs> that um, What's that, George? <laughs> I love that. Why all that? And I said, "Well, that's not very really nice." Um, or is it more to do with? Not having things yeah, loaded up on certain up. pieces of equipment. Anyway, it's Facebook it's Twitter question that, time. It? It's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, via our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, and our Twitter account, which is at more TGA podcast. Nigel, over to you. It's Monday, if you didn't know. So that means another Facebook question time. Should fans always look to blame someone? We're in a bad one. Should we accept it's just West Ham? And we always have a bad one. Anything else you fancy asking, just ask later. First up, Lewis Aaron Trout. Evening, gents. Being polite. If any of you believe Audrey Roberts should stay on as boss, then please state why he should. If not, who is your choice to replace him? Mike Gornin, let's answer that. Who's Audrey Roberts? Uh, Pellegrini. He does a bit look like... I don't, I don't think he looks like Audrey Roberts. I think he's wrong. He looked like Deirdre Barlow's mum, whose name escapes me, but that is actually who he looks like. But anyway. Isn't that Audrey <laughs> Roberts? No, Deirdre Barlow's mum, no. She's, Audrey Roberts is Gal Tilsley's mum. Uh, or Gal Black. <laughs> oh, I don't even I'm watch television. Go, anyway, isn't it slightly yeah, relevant? Because he's not going. If we were to replace him, who would we replace him with? I'm going to go for Jose Mourinho. Wow. I'm going to go for Bayern Munich manager Kovac. Ex-manager. Ex-manager. Oh, did he... Uh... <laughs> Did he leave? <laughs> As well, you know. John, did, did you want to answer the question? State why he should stay, or if not, who do you want him to replace him with? I think he should stay. Um, he needs to have a chance with all his players. A bit longer. Let him stay to the end of the season and see how it pans out. Yeah, me. Oh, sorry. Just to be clear, I'm Pellegrini in oh, at the moment. I so think we all I are. want him to I stay. So on that podcast yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's got to stay. You know, you can't keep sacking the manager every time he has a bad run, four or five games. You know, Jesus Christ, we lost seven on the trot once under Zola and still didn't go down. 
So, you know, you, you've got to allow managers three, four years to build something, even though people's patience. I was going to ask you a question, actually, Nigel. Yeah. John Lyle or Ron Greenwood, what was their longest poor run of games? Maybe I could write a blog well, on this. Could you do well, the research? Yeah, I mean, Lyle, I mean, it, it depends on where you come from. John Lyle's probably... Win this. Yeah, Win this in how many? You know, see, as the greatest winners. manager we ever had. Yeah, this is yep. the only manager that's ever relegated West Ham twice. Oh, so you didn't answer the question. What was his longest without a, longest run without a win? Uh, without a win, I, th- I, I think he had a good few. I think nineteen eighty nine. We, we, there was a period there. Where we so you don't know. You, know. you can say you don't well, know. I, you, I know you think you're a, I mean, as, as much as people think I'm some type of encyclopedia. Stato. Off the top of my head, I can't say that in 1989, you know, we had a period where we did not win for about 10 or 12 games, I think. Is that a fact? Or at league games. I will double check and I'll let you know before the end of the okay. show. Uh, so Pellegrini, so Pellegrini is Lewis, he goes on to say, he has a dig at rubber toe, I think it's Roberto, saying he made good saves, he's paid to make him, it's his jest. He's not happy, Lewis Aaron Trout, he's messed up against the Bluns. He don't rate David Martin either, and he thinks it's time for Aldrich to grow some balls and make changes. Uh, yeah. But if you're going to dig people out, Lou, uh, make sure you get the right lookalike and not the wrong one. Actually... Makes it look a bit silly. Uh, Tony Clark, who I'd like to apologise to, Tony. Last week, I missed to read your comment out. Uh, totally my fault. I'd refreshed the page and lost your comment. But anyway, uh, American West Ham podcast, whatever they want to call themselves. I like old money myself. I'd like to know the feeling, Tony says, from uh, Hershey in America. Around the locker room. And you can tell he's American because he says locker room and not change room. room. But anyway, I'd like to know the feeling around the locker room. Well, you don't want to know what they're feeling. Are they mad? They aren't playing well. Are they complacent? Are they not bothered? Or are they embarrassed? Is the manager digging into them? Noble with a question mark. Or do we have 23 players just collecting a check? I think they're paid by direct debit now, Tom, to be fair. Um Backs transfer, it's not direct debit. Oh, backs, is it? Backs. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that is a question I don't think even Sean knows the answer to. Um, I th- well, I may do. Oh, do you? How are they feeling around the locker room? Well, I've been told by a senior source today, because you know, because I shared with you, <laughs> that... that um, I was wondering how far Let's see how, I'm going to say this really carefully, that... We know that Pellegrini is not an animated or emotional character and that I've been told the confidence and morale is very low in the dressing room and that, let's just say, Pellegrini doesn't lose his rag with the players. All right. So what does that say? What does that mean? It means that he's not hairdryer. He's not a hairdryer kind of shouting at them when they're not performing. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it, it's very obvious. Confidence is an all-time low in the dressing room. You don't need... It's not rocket science there. But I have had that confirmed. So, I don't know. Make of that what you will. Does he need I'm to get angry? Does, does he get need to get angry? I don't know. That's a question for you guys. 
Does Pellegrini need to get I angry? Think every manager has to get angry at some point. I think you have to find balance between all of it. The the man management, the tactical nous, the aggressiveness and the leadership. Yeah, I don't think he has to get angry. I think he has to keep, you know, it, uh, something worked. You know, it has worked for him in the past. I think if you're that way inclined, you just carry on doing what you're doing. It does look like... By the way, Didri Barlow, don't they? We're just sharing on our WhatsApp group. So I reckon Lewis is right. I reckon he's got it down. He, he's got him down. Yeah. He's, he has got he him has, down. He's Audrey is. Roberts. Audrey, Audrey Roberts, it does a, look like. I didn't know who Audrey Roberts is. You just a picture of Didri Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> Which also looks like him. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm going to do? There's a Twitter poll. I would have posted. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what happens. You know what happens. <laughs> when I posted a picture yeah. of Kovac yesterday. Yeah. Tonight, I'm just going to post a picture on its own without any comments of Audrey Roberts to see what happens. I'll, I'll put both up and, and let's see, let's nail this. Does Pellegrini look more like Audrey Roberts or Deirdre Barlow? Audrey Roberts or Deirdre Barlow? Just put <laughs> it as a question. <laughs> <laughs> the, the level of journalism you're really good at, Sean. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is going to be a big one, I can tell you now. Oh, it's going to go realistic. Right. <laughs> uh, it's right. going to go viral. Um, go on, carry on. David Smith, but he's fed up with this shit. And I don't know if he means the podcast, but he's fed up Hopefully with it. not the podcast. He's fed up. Yeah, he's fed up with the excuses. The keeper's crap. The fullbacks are crap. Surprise, the fucking prize. And now our season survival, apparently, rests on Antonio coming back. Seriously? Another footballer. He's a big miss. Yeah, made of fucking glass. FFS. You, I, I mean, you've been swearing, Dave. You might as well have just put it instead of just putting FFS. You couldn't make this shit up. We're in deep shit. What's David Moyes up to? <laughs> I think we got rid of him. Uh, at least you know what you're getting with him. Ran over, but he does feel better now. So that's good to know, Dave. Glad we could help. That's okay. Uh, Evan Turner, uh, he doesn't fully blame the MP, unlike the rest of the country. Uh, you know, still waiting for Brexit. And and we all joked, yeah? You joked the other day when I said, what will happen first, Brexit or West Ham win a game? I still reckon I could be on a winner. Uh, <laughs> Brexit. Yeah, you could. Brexit will happen first, mate. Uh, I don't fully blame MP, as, I, as I've seen has been happening. It's too easy to point a finger at the manager in these situations when it's more of a multitude of factors. Uh, I th- he doesn't understand defensive choices. Why hasn't Fredericks been starting? Why has he gone back to Balbrainer, who's got a couple of goals, over a Bonner? Why Masuaku isn't in the team? He thinks defensive positions, partnerships, are especially uh, need to develop their chemistry. And he thinks we're seeing the ramifications of this musical chair instability. Um, thanks for the great show, as always. And he finishes with, Brady out! <laughs> There you go, Brady out. Brady out. That's what we want to hear. Gary Prince, Sean's mate. Uh, who is to blame for the failure to replace the likes of Adrian Arnautovic, Obiang Hernandez, Perez Fernandez, Carol Nasri, and Diane Garner with comparable players? Or should we be happy that we saved a few quid on wages, settled for a lower half finish, and stopped moaning? Well, it depends who you ask. Hmm. Yeah. Who's to blame, Sean? Well, yeah, stop, <laughs> stop moaning. moaning. <laughs> Who's to blame? 
your mate Gary Deirdre Barlow. <laughs> Deirdre Barlow is to blame. Yeah. Or is it Barlow's? Barlow's. Uh, so Tess Tickle says, evening, gentlemen. What do we expect when we have Coco the Clan in goal right back with concrete in his boots and no pace on the side? On a positive, Schnoddy played well. Schnoddy. That was uh, Tessie Tickle. He did. Uh, obviously, uh, ex-David Sullivan employee, perhaps, in the making. Nick Harvey, evening, gents. Christmas came early for Stevie Bruce and the Magpies, who were normally rather goal-shy. In fact, they hadn't scored more than one goal in a game. In the former clueless Pellegrini and his inept players, not helped by a ball to refuse to invest, Sean will beg to differ. He's on course to deliver the next level relegation to the championship. Oh, with the R word. Dear, oh dear. Uh, I said last week it's not quite time for Pellegrini out, but he has to go. So after one game, what? really? Come on, Nick. I thought better of you. Flip flop uh, fan. Out fought, even though he's, when he points this out, it does make you think out fought by Steve fucking Bruce, for God's sake. The language tonight, people. Dear, oh dear, you are upset. Still, the much promised Wi Fi was finally working. We didn't cover that. Yeah, Wi Fi. Oh, I can't yeah. believe. Yeah. Someone wrote, and I wrote Wi-Fi at half-time. We were 2-0 down. I wrote, at least Wi-Fi is working. And people, someone wrote, uh, well, West Ham Central wrote, who's the real winner? And I wrote, Netflix. Oh, right. I thought we So yeah. if you get bored, so you there's some really good You missed that, see? If on. you hadn't resigned, you could have gone, what are you, SAB? Because I'm sure you could have <laughs> claimed that as a win. We got your Wi-Fi. Bubbles machines yeah, and Wi-Fi. Was it just a is it free login? In yeah, it was free login. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, can watch Netflix. So if you get bored, you can watch Netflix. Well, like you struggle it's a really good series. I found the old Wi-Fi worked better, to be fair. But anyway. What old yeah, Wi-Fi? Oh, no. Well, anyway. Uh, questions for you guys. Uh, Tesco's Morrison's or Cardo? Do you know what? It's funny you ask that. I went oh, to Morrison's for one of the first times ever yesterday, and I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? A yeah, car, though. Oh, you would say that. Yeah, you would say that. I've never been a car in my life, but I'd go to Morrison's if there was one nearby. Yeah. To be fair, I'm a Sainsbury's waitress, to be honest. Um, my mum used to... A car, though, is a delivery service. I, I prefer to go myself, so waitress. Oh, there you go. Well, Sainsbury's for me. I know I used to go to Sainsbury's in Stratford. Uh, I thought you'd be more of a Lidl man or a... Well, or now, because Lidl's is round the corner to me, I do go round now. But if I have a choice and me shopping, I'll go, test, I'll go Sainsbury's. Cause that's you know it's owned by these, these Germans, yeah? Who? Lidl? Yeah. Yeah. So? Okay. I'm not sure Nigel Kahn minds, okay, no, to be honest. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the clues in the name. <laughs> yeah. It's owned by actually, I insist on using the Indian supermarket down the road, actually. Yeah. <laughs> all, all those right, are confused you. about my name. Uh, yeah. Auntie Penn, second half much better when Lanzini came on, and as a result, Anderson played better. Must have missed that. Snodgrass was different class, he was, and Roberto played okay. <laughs> Would like to have seen Fredericks on earlier, or even to start 
Glad we got two goals as it makes the long journey home slightly more bearable. And I still think Pelly needs to stay. See what I said? See, she left the game happy because we won the second half. That's what I said at the bar, lads, wasn't it? That's what I said at the bar. <laughs> hey, we can all you go did. home happy. I tried to explain that to your American friends, wasn't it? Three touchdowns to two. And, and you know, <laughs> Charlie Fuchs. He, he goes right for the no fight, no pride, no intent, no drive, no plan A, no plan B, no tackles, no accuracy, no open of the top half, no backup keeper, no respect for the fans, no fucking idea. November. Oh, that's clever, that, isn't it? Hey. Hey. hey, well done, Charlie. You, you could be a journalist. Mm. Speak to Sean. Yeah. yeah, come and work for us. Oh, Sean's mate, Rita's back. Who's Rita? Kay Rita Brady. Sean, <laughs> it's not helpful, your constant stories in regards to the manager's position. The board are firmly behind the current manager, and we in no, will, in no way will bland, I think she means blame, bland him for the lack of quality players we signed in this summer at his request. And at no point do we blame him for giving Jack Wilshere a three-year contract when we think he wasn't worth it. Hope this kills the rumours. Kisses. Yeah. Ah, oh, bless you. Like a miss puppet you. on a string. I will miss, miss Karen when I meet you. Yes. Yeah. Miss you. Uh, Belinda Kais. Evening, peeps. I was at the game on a Saturday, and it was... I'm still with her MP, but I am questioning some of the choices. Why play Zabalabalabaletta and not Fredericks? We need someone with the pace. Yamalenko was isolated. Hannah looked isolated and paid off. And at one point, nobody actually wanted the ball. That was at halftime. That part was not MP's fault. Roboto made some great at the saves, Matty Pips. And to be fair to him, the soft free kick, the soft free kick was unstoppable. Only Snodgrass was effective, and Lanzini was great when he came on. Time on the bench looks like he worked in Matty Pips. I don't know what I expect better, really. I think if we lose to Burnley, the players don't change their attitude. Loving the show as always. P.S. Oh, she puts up kiss. The quality of the team stadium is bad. Just saying. Got no idea what you just said. The quality of the team the stadium's bad, she said. But I thought... Tea? Yeah, tea. Oh, hang on. Let me get the catering manager on that straight away. And also, she said, "Can is there any chance of some ouzo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six pound a shot. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a can of Murphy's poured out for me and they um, poured it straight into the top, from the top right into the middle. So she had to get another little glass and started pouring it into there. <laughs> I ended up with two glasses with one tin. Unbelievable. Did you not have your iron ale at six pound a pint, John? I didn't know I had Murphy's. Oh, and we, did you think catering had improved since the last time you've been to the London Stadium? Um, no. We did have a rib man, though, didn't we? No, I didn't. No, there was. We did have a rib man, yeah. We did. But they did yeah. have... Um, yeah, he's done no one. Um, rib man, he's everywhere now inside the ground. He's in the, he's in, he's in the uh, Club London he's now. He's in the corporate. He's in the corporate. He's down in the riffraff, you know. Adam Ross Miller. Uh, no, from Baz Vegas. 
Evening, gents. Fab podcast as usual. Was at the game at the weekend. Very interesting game. First half, very average. Newcastle looked hugely better than they were by a woeful performance by our boys entirely. Hugely, keep hugely bad. Another week, another game with no energy, no ambition, or willingness to challenge for the points at all. Second half, he noticed half the stands are empty. I think they left on the third goal. We did try harder. But that was Dan. He's put that down. A lot of people saying Lanzini played well when coming on and Fredericks deciding they did want it to give it a go. We got the first one back and the team came to life. After the second went in, the last minutes of the game, it was clear Newcastle team and the fans got panicked. And he thought, convinced them maybe something going on behind closed doors we don't know about in regard to the, the team every week now seems to be the same bad performance but we always hear in training everything is great well we've not heard that today Adam Ross Miller and MP always seems to be shocked at bad performances more than acknowledge it's his tactics team selections formation if it's not him surely behind the scenes is to blame yeah the owners the club needs to say something, read Claret and Hugh. Or is it all MP and not working? What do the club do to turn it around? They tell Claret and Hugh. I can't think of anyone that would take the job on. Sean's got a list. Seems a little strange that this sudden <laughs> job in performance happened somewhere in the second season onwards of nearly all the managers we've had in recent times. Actually, that is a good point. Adam Ross Miller yeah. has made. It's like that tricky second album for bands, I think. Yeah. Have we, do our managers have second season syndrome? Maybe they just get worn down. First season enthusiastic, second season worn down. I think Sam Allardyce had a good second season, if I remember right. Yeah, but I'll I don't remember Sam Allardyce having any good any Second season in the Premier League was shocking from Allardyce. Barry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Baz. I'm sorry, mate, but it's, it, he looks Scottish, though. Ooh, he's got a kilt on in his wedding dress. Well, it's not obviously his wife's in the wedding dress, and he's wearing <laughs> another dress. Barry, Barry Mickle, I think it's called. Okay, evening, gents. Okay, the new. He says, fair draft coming up here. I had the pleasure of meeting Marion a few years ago during my time in local government in Wales. Ooh, I think, what are you doing in Wales with a kilt on? Dear, oh dear, they're all funny, them Celts. Very nice he was too. Okay. I'll give up. Does that qualify me for a listener number? Now I've took the piss out of you, yeah. I have to admit, though, that MP appears to have lost his way a bit. And from the outside, his recent team selection has been a bit baffling. He only appears to have one formation unless things start getting desperate. His recent media comments have been very alarming. Uh, he said, however, as long as we're limited by what the current owners will spend, there's only so much you can do and roll on 2023. What happens in 2023? They can sell up. All right. Uh, well, roll on that then. Uh, uh, he says, love the show. And by the way, he listens to his commute to work here. Guess where he is? Wales. Where? Singapore. No, he's in Canada. <laughs> Oh. Well, the, the, he's definitely got a kilt on. So, anyway. Uh, I'm up with all this modern stuff, though. So, if two people want to get married and both women want to wear a dress, knock yourselves out. Uh, Nick Stanley. All right, boys. All right, Nick. We played with zero urgency. All right, all right Nick. Yeah. On Saturday, not sure Anderson ever made it out of a jog. Well, he did when that geezer broke. 
twice. Fully support dropping him for the Burnley game. I would support that as well, get Holland in, especially as it'd be physical. Does anyone know what Fredericks did to get dropped? Any thoughts on Mourinho coming in? Oh, please. If we pick up our losses, give him. Bit disappointed to hear Sean's left the OSB. Nick is a bit disappointed to hear Sean's left the OSB because where will we get our inside info from? Like I got any inside info from the OSB. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did from the people you met at the OSB. Uh, Ziggy nah. Stardust is back again. Juniors. Evening all. As always, social media is a meltdown with people pointing the finger in all directions. Yes, we were woeful on Saturday, but it's West Ham and we've got an history of these bad performances. Me and Dave off the same hymn sheet. Even some of the better sides we've had over the years have been relegated. Don't think this is the case for now. They need to pull their finger out. Do we plough on or look for a new star man? Look at that. That's a link. See, people, that's how you put a link in. Do we plough on or look for a new star man? Will there be money in January, Sean? No. Quite simply. All right. Okay. No money, January. Well, all right. There'll be a little bit of money, but you don't get any value in January. Had I not told you that before? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. That's why we do a lot of business in January. It's probably where we are. Uh, Mike Kestel says, Knees up, Mother Brand. Knees up, Mother Brand. Under the table, you must go. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. If I catch you bending, I saw your legs right off. Knees up, knees up. Don't get a breeze up. Knees up, Mother Brand. Did he really say all that? That is what Mike put. Uh, Michael Malin. Good evening, gentlemen. Sean. Oh, perhaps. Good evening, gentlemen. Sean. So I don't think he's calling you a gentleman for some reason. I assume you're going to rip Pellegrini apart tonight. If not, why not? There's a smell in the air. (sighs) It's the smell of relegation. He smelled it five times in the last 50 years. The plastic (laughs) stadium is going to look real cute with 20,000 in next season. Well, there was 20,000 in it at the end of the game, mate, I'll tell you. Is it time to call, like, Mike, if you keep coming with that, I'm going to stop, like, being nice to you. We are not calling Fat Sam back. Mike Colston, first it was Billich's fault, then it was Moyes' fault, now it's Pellegrini's fault. Can somebody think across to the common denominator involved in decision-making across all three of these appointments since we got told a world-class stadium or a world-class team? Nigel Kahn, he's been a supporter all the way through. Yeah, the That's fact is thing. nothing will change at West Ham until the people sure at the top will leave. Hallelujah. As it's been proven that despite being in the game for over 20 years, I think we're nudging 30 years, 91, I think they bought Birmingham, they still don't know how to run a modern football club. Hashtag Golden Sullivan out. Hashtag Brady out. Brady out. Reiter out. <laughs> Tom Wayne, hi guys, one point from me, which is more than West Ham got on Saturday. Why should we accept it? We were sold a dream with this new stadium, which is flattered to deceive as much as the players since we moved. Have we sold our soldiers to put up with the same old crap? I hope not. Pellegrini has been poor overall during his tenure. Unless there's a real risk of going down, he'll stick with him, but make a change in the summer. Dan Perry, yeah. accept it. Pellegrini's got another season enough. We're not getting rid. Even if we did, it's unlikely we'd get anyone better. So the only option is to back him. And hopefully it's just a blip. 
<sighs> the Wizard of Wows, Mike Marion. Oh, boyos. Do you think what really the double T's really meant by next level was nothing to do with the team boyos, but more the facilities? After all, we now have internet access, a colourful carpet and nachos. Compare that boyos to the bowling dodgy phone signal, stands too close to accommodate a carpet and just pies and hot dogs. Oh, boyos, was the real reason that Sean still listened as a member of the USB in the program was due to the fact Karen just won't let him go and his resignation was more of a case of not mixing business with pleasure. <sighs> Will the podcast team actually answer questions tonight? Oh, and MPs lost the plot and of course, Brady out. Wacky da. Brady out. Will the podcast team answer questions tonight? But Marion yes. has an answered one. We did answer yes. one earlier. We have answered the question, haven't we? There you go. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, right. Ed Hawthorne, if you could interview one current player, coach, or member of the board on the podcast, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a question I like, Ed. If you could, one, one current player, coach, or member of the board. I would speak to Noble. One what? And I'd like to ask him about our survival season. One current player, coach, or member of the board on the podcast, Sean, you can interview. Uh, Board? Oh, it's got to be... Coach or member of the board. Could be a player, could be a coach, or member of the board. I'll give it to you one more time. Current player, coach, or member of the board. I think we've got some good news for you. I think we've lost Albert Trip Smith. Oh. No, he's there. Albert Tripp Smith. Right, okay. Right, me, I would want to speak to David Gold. Because I would just think... You've spoken to David Gold. Yeah, but I'd like to do it publicly and get it recorded. So I could throw back at him all the crap he's come out with over the time and actually get him to answer it instead of just pandering to him like a lot of other people do. Ali Jones. I've lost... I've lost Nigel, uh, I've lost John and George, so you're going to have to ask me. Otherwise, we, in case we talk over each oh, other. Okay, well I've still got them all. Ali Jones, evening, gentlemen, and Sean. Zaba should never have started. As much as he puts hundred percent in, he isn't the right level we need. Same with Roberto, but we can't do much now. He needs to start with a partner for Haller. A jetty, he said, looked lively when he came on, and he should play free at the back. But he thinks that's unlikely. Noble needs drops because he's slow and ponderous. We lack fight and bite as almost all our players are a bit slow. Not sure where to start the blame game as it's a bit of everyone, everything. The ball, the manager, he's blaming the whole club, the players, the whole shebang. Uh, Sean's thoughts. Oh, here we go. Sean, if you can hear me. Yeah. Thoughts on his prophetic Kovac post from last night. Many would be interested to hear what he has to say in response to being called out on it. Oh. It was a joke. Come on, guys. I, I tweeted a picture of Kovac with Alaire as a joke, right? It wasn't meant anything by it. It wasn't a secret code. Oh, it was a Kovac, message. He's, he's the manager for, um, or was the manager for Bayern Munich, right, right, what, who got what, sacked. Um, what is his link? Why did he have a picture his of link is, His link is, apparently, he got Alaire working and and um, scoring goals and, and these good form that made us pay 45 million. But look, guys, 
as someone just replied to me, it was a, a poor attempt at wit, at sarcasm. I post a picture and the world melts down like David Sullivan told me to tweet it or it's a secret message or it's undermining the manager. It's a picture. Even you defended me on that one, Nigel. I defended your right to tweet it, though. If you, if you, as you do know, I did already dig someone out for Muppet Tweet of the Week with his, you know, can we sack Pellegrini and get Kovac in? And then you went and did that. So I think I actually shot my bolt a bit early there. I could have waited for you and done it that. But uh, still, Matthew Kemp, he just says we're awful. Why didn't we start with Fredericks and we made Bruce look like a football genius? Warren James Greenfield, another one with three names. Sean, do you know if the match squad still had their normal two days off after Saturday's woeful performance? And do when do you think MP will stop it and bring them in for extra training? They're contractually obliged to get their two days off, and yes, they did. Just they did what? They had their two days off, and they're contractually obliged to have two days off in the same way. I'm congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I'm congrat. I can't say the words. You are contractually obliged to have obliged two twos off. In right. you know, so what? They're entitled to their days off. Right. Okay. Right. Tim Sharman, Luke's dad. What do you think our starting eleven formation should be? Once discussed, please can you send it to Pellegrini? He clearly has no idea. Well, I think it should be Park Stewart, Lampard, Bonds, Martin, Devonshire, Allen. Uh, Stuart Pearson, David Cross, Trevor Brooking, Jeff Pike, with Paul Brush on the bench. Uh, any anything to add to that, people? That's good. Chris Williams, <laughs> will things turn around when Antonio and Fazianski are back? Might make this show a bit better. I'm not sure about that, Chris. Uh, but I, I, I believe we will be better if we could get Antonio and Fabianski back. Do you agree, Sean? Yeah. That's good. Just say yeah. Do you agree, John George? Yeah. Oh, that's good. David Everett. Is the manager a dead man walking after coming out and blaming the players when they know his team selection caused a problem? Dead man walking, Sean? No. No, right, he's not. There you go. Phil Hogan, we're nearly at the end, believe it or not. A lot of people commenting, sweet, that's what happens when we're crap. Uh, hi, gents. Poor old Phil flew in from Canada for both the Shepherd. You, you, you should meet up with old, um, what's his name? Uh, Barry Mickle, both in Canada. It could be the Canadian Amers. It's not a big country, is it? Uh, you, you might know each other. Anyway, he flew in for the Sheffield and Newcastle games and picked them as a no-brainer, thinking they'd be guaranteed to win. How wrong could he be? Pellegrini got it all wrong. And why are we scared of shooting? Hallow, I thought, was brilliant by for the team. Don't see the ball. <coughs> His first four games, he was involved in everything. And now, he's in, is he even involved in training sessions now? And is he converted Ooh. to our style of play where he doesn't see the ball? What is Pellegrini thinking? Zabba's lost his place. We play him against the teams going to play over the top. Surely we look at these teams and prepare how they're going to play against us. I don't know if you can do that, but I get what you're saying. Can't believe the line on Antonio to turn out a season around. As for Roberto, come on, the bloke doesn't have a clue. Give Martin a run. It can't be any worse. 
Did you see him in gold for Millwall in the FA Cup? Oh, my life. Single-handedly knocked him out. The man's a legend just for that, and he was in gold for Millwall. Anyway, come on, you irons, and a great show. Thanks a lot, Phil Hogan from Canada. Uh, last up, and not least, it's our old mate, Dodsey. And he says, can I ask if you pay by the minute for the podcast? As last week, George just cut off the question and shut down the podcast through question time. Is he now taking up the mantle of Dildo Brothers and Baroness Dracula not caring about the eight listeners? Do we not amuse him? Well, there's a story to that, isn't there? So uh, (laughs) sometimes we have to edit this because the software we use gets out of sync. And unfortunately, last week, we left it to George. And he listened to the beginning of the podcast and said it was fine, but not the end of the podcast. Schoolboy era, this week, we'll listen to the end of the podcast to make sure it's still in sync. Oh, you're giving away all the tree secrets now. Anyway, sorry. Tonight, I obviously know we will all be moaning now I say about this season. Been, oh, about how poor this season's been so far. But do we agree with Dotty that we have now inherited a bunch of moronic dickhead fans who want to moan at everything and anything every player does with every pass, touch or save that happens? Do we agree with Dotty that we've now inherited a bunch of moronic dickhead fans? Sean. Um, I think that fans in general um, want everything, you know, instantly. I don't think it's unique to West Ham. And I, I think we're West Ham family. I wouldn't call any West Ham fans dickheads. But I think some are flip-flop fans. It's a, a term I picked up from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, Sean, because a lot of fans think you're a dickhead, um, even though you would have definitely heard them. That's quite yeah. funny. Uh, I don't... I, yeah, I think you might be being a bit harsh, uh, you know. These fans are our listeners as well, and I wouldn't want to... How dare I call our fans, our listeners, a bunch of moronic dickheads who want to moan at everything or everything because that's called question time. Uh, Dodsey finishes the move from Upton Park. has got a lot of things wrong, but the biggest one is bringing in 20,000 millennial twats who think every single time we have the ball or don't, we should play like Barcelona. Oh, Dodsey's gone for it today. Um, There's a couple of uh, tweets, by the way, because we haven't read that lately. The thing is, I don't have access to Twitter anymore. Uh, Well, that's why, because WHU underscore Mark Reaper says, more than just a podcast, are you no longer taking questions from Twitter? I don't do Facebook, thanks. Uh, Well, there you have it. Nigel has forgotten the passwords. Well, he doesn't have one. His question is, are you no longer taking questions from Twitter? We are. If, If someone... Can read I'll send you the password. Yeah. And there is another question, which is a bit too late. Nick Harvey says, the next pod needs to be a relegation special based on the first half. And now is the time for Pellegrini out. And and he should take Brady with him too. Mm, Brady out. But that's it. That's it. That's... Uh, um, that that was the only things with Twitter. So, yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not big on Twitter uh, with questions, to be yeah, honest, because we, we don't read them out. No, yeah. Um, we, we're getting yeah. a few comments on the Deirdre Barlow versus um, Audrey uh, update? Well, um, West Ham Somerset says, I think he looks a little bit like the head from Art Attack. Mrs. R. White Swipe. Yes. R. Swipe again. Yeah. Uh, close call. Uh Kevin Locke says, have you noticed that since he's had his hair cut, we've been on the slide, just like Samson. Perhaps he should cut it. Um, 
And then someone has sent a picture of, uh, I don't know who that is, West Ham Rambles. It's it's like a mask with a scary face, but you have to look at it. I don't I, I don't know who it is, but yeah. Um, there you go. So there's still no winner, Audrey Roberts or Deirdre Barlow, and no clear winner which one Pellegrini looks like. Uh, that's it, isn't it? Well, predictions. predictions. Because uh, you're not doing that very well on Super like 6, so you don't like mention Zelda from Terror Hawks. That's it, Zelda. That's who it is. Uh, my prediction is West Ham 1, um, uh, Burnley 2. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going for... Uh, I'll go for a draw. And how are you doing on Super 6? I don't know, not looked. How did I do on Super 6? I'll tell you what, because what, what, we haven't got them in my ear, Marilyn, I'm going to go on Super 6 now, because we'll run over anyway. We might as well really run over. Have, have we lost um, <laughs> Sean and I'm, I'm still here. Sorry? <laughs> oh, he's put the music on. I'm just going to carry on and talk over that music. Super 6 is logging in, people. The music's still going. So, let's have a look at the old leagues. Uh, oh, I'm 46. That's bad. How did I do? No, I was 15th this week, and Ziggy Stardust won it. Are we still recording? I've stopped looking. But anyway, not very good. So I'm 15. Oh, are you? So top is David Jones. No, he's not. He won that week. So top is Kevin Fowler. Uh, a good old East End name from uh, Albert Square. Uh, Ian Lynch and Mark Matthews make up the top three. Keith Milton. Hey, is that Keith? It is Keith, yeah. No, he's, he's doing fourth. well. He's fourth. And Super Tim Sharman, Luke's dad's fifth. Uh, Paul Disley, long-time leader from last season, and James Madwick is 7th and 8th. Liam Tyrrell, our friend in the north, is ninth, And Adam Darlow-Darlington is 10th on 139. Who's, who's 15th? 15th is... Uh, well, we've got a David Jones is 14th on 138. And then Martin Samuels, I don't know if that's the journalist for the Daily Mail, but he's a West Ham fan, is 16th on 134. Uh, and I'm 15 from 137. Yeah. Dodsey is 20th on 131. There you go. And um, Phil Walker, last year's runner-up, is 25th on 127. Anyway, uh, we've outstayed our welcome. <laughs> we have. Come on, you irons. Adios. Bye. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.